Thank you for tuning in to the Southern Fried Sushi Network. I'm your host, Will Stevenson, and I'll be here a few times a week bringing you sports, social matters, politics, entertainment, and all things social media. So thank you once again for even pushing play. And while you're here, let's talk, let's interact, and create supreme dopeness. So when we look back, we'll always know we were looking ahead. So whether it's a blog, article, live video, or podcast, I'll be bringing something different each time. So thank you and welcome to the Southern Fried Sushi Network. Here on my podcast, E Week. We just gonna do that. Nicholas, something. I don't know. Right for a little intro. But I'm just gonna talk for a little bit. Get on this sports thing. Um, matter of fact, yo, I'm hurt. <laughs> I don't know if you heard, I'm hurt. I ain't been, I don't even really uh, follow sports like that. Um, cheering for hometown teams and whatnot. So, yeah, here in Statesville, you know, you got the Charlotte Hornets down there, uh, Carolina Panthers. Mostly, uh, it just deals around college sports, ACC, you know, State, UNC, Duke, you know what I'm saying, Wake, stuff like that. But, uh, I got a infatuation with the Hornets. Like, you already know. They were taken. Taken. They took them. Baron Davis, they took them. Went to New Orleans, went to the went to the playoffs. We had nothing. And then we got the Bobcats. Oh, the Bobcats. Um... What was the highlight of that? Larry Brown? Well, when they had what, Felton, Steven Jackson. That's, no, uh, Tyson Chandler. I think he got hurt. Or maybe he got traded. I can't remember. But yeah. Oh, Gerald Wallace. Oh, I can't forget. Four for 52, Gerald Wallace. Yes, 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 yes. Was that an extension? I know he was making like, 13 mil. I ain't even gonna trip. Headband with the with the um with the PD Pablos. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna I ain't gonna trip on him. But um yeah, it went from there to there and then you know Kimba. Yes. Um Um that's it though. You know. I mean the Pelicans take everything. They, the Pelicans take. I, the Pelicans take everything, everything. Like they took it all. I mean, even they even had the nerve to get the first pick of the draft when Anthony Davis was sitting right there, and then they they didn't give us the luxury of giving us five, six, or seven. They gave us number two. 
And who did we take at number two? Who did we take in number two? Michael Kidd Gilchrist. <sighs> Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Uh, I, nope, I'm not even going to go back. I'm not even going to go back. I'm not going to go back and look at what we did. Um, because before the Bobcats, there was the Hawks. Um, and Chris Paul was, um, he was there. And then the Hawks made a pick. And he was still there. Still there. Um, I might add that. To, see, look at this six degrees of separation, right? I am a Hornets fan, right? My team was taken from me. They went to New Orleans, right? Chris Paul, Baron Davis, Anthony Davis. I mean, even Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson, Paja. Drew Holiday. They they just keep getting and Anthony Davis was taken and then Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Um that happened. But even when I was a Hawks fan Yeah, was um even when I was a Hawks fan, the same thing kept creeping up because take a look at this. Marvin Williams was taken by the Atlanta Hawks. I cried because Chris Paul was still there. You know who was taken by Chris Paul? No, you know who drafted Chris Paul that year? The New Orleans Pelicans, which means the Pelicans drafted a player who should have been playing for the Charlotte Hornets. So even then, even then, Chris Paul was a hornet. <laughs> Just not my hornet. <sighs> that's, I don't know if y'all know that. That's real pain. So the, the New Orleans Hornets, New Orleans Pelicans, they have been taking everything from me. Everything. Everything there is. They've been taking everything away from me. But, um, so then draft lottery was last night, uh, and we kind of seen how that went. Um, you know, um, I had high hopes saying that, yeah, we're going to do this. We're getting that number one pick. You know what I'm saying? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be on our side. Uh, Zion Williamson is, uh, he played down at Duke. I mean, even though I'm not a, uh, um, Duke enthusiast, you know, I kind of roll with the Tar Heels. That's basically what I've been doing my whole life, you know, even though there's a Tar Heel reference. I, um, but I would have loved to see that. Um, you know, the, uh, the cars were being flipped over um, or taken out or whatever. And the other hordes were, again, at 12, stuck in 
mediocrity. Just knowing that whoever we chose um, would not be able to shoot, dribble, pass, defend, rebound, protect the rim, play, make, pick and roll. Um, they wouldn't be able to do two out of any of those. Um, it seems that Michael Jordan and whomever have always uh, picked whoever Jordan could beat at 21, honestly. It's like Jordan looks at the draft and it's like, I could beat that dude. I could beat him. You know, I play him one-on-one, I can get him. Um, so that's pretty much what that looks like. Um, but yeah, 12. It was like, wow. And then everything just, it was, it's like when you play in 2K19 and someone leaps and it's like, what? Then someone else leaps. It's like, what, what? See, one time you see a leap, you know what I'm saying? You see, uh, the heat jump up you know sometimes Derrick Rose you know the the Bulls jump up three teams jumped up three that never happens it, it, it just doesn't happen three teams jumped up like and basketball guys listen I don't, I don't know um, you know I mean I roll that way anyway but Yo, who are the basketball guys working for? Like, are they are they Mormon? Are they are they Christian? Are they are they, are they Catholic? Are they non-denominational? Um, I oh my goodness, they decided whoever I I'm claiming I ain't gonna say it. Um, the Cavs. Nobody wanted the Cavs to get that pick. Nobody. Nobody. You don't want to see Zion in Cleveland. <laughs> we don't want to see that. No. Um, Chicago. You know what? I would. I actually wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, not under Jim Boylan, though. I'm good on that. I'm good on all that. Um, and who else? Who else fill out? Uh, Suns. Phoenix. Yeah. You know what? Y'all been y'all been cutting up. Fitness been cutting up for a minute, so yeah, we uh, we don't want to see that. But um, yeah, those three teams lost out. I was surprised. I'm sure I was surprised, just like everybody else was surprised, man. Couldn't believe it. Could not believe it that three teams that been taken all year long got some of the worst picks. Including my former Hawks. And we'll be back to talk about the Hawks a little later. A little later. But, um, sure. I need a drink of water. We'll be back. E wait. Thank you.
Alright, alright, alright. We back. I mean, I'm back. I don't know why I keep saying that. I I I don't have an audience. I don't I don't know why I keep saying that. Anyway, um I'm rambling, so I'm gonna try to make this I'm gonna try to uh, I'm gonna try to wrap this up like a lot quicker because uh that's the look (sighs) you don't understand like what I go through like I've been a Hornets fan for so long man and when you realize like you're in a market where it's just not gonna happen it it sucks you know like Okay, oh, all right. We're Charlotte, you know. We're Charlotte. It's like um, you're Detroit, you know. Yeah, you got three. You got three championships. Like we get that. Like you got some. You got some pedigree. You got some history. You're Detroit. You, we in the same boat, you know. Except that you're willing to trade for Blake Griffin, and we never will. I, I gotta stop saying we, them, them. It's them, they, him, that they. It's they. Um, Utah, Utah in the same boat, but player development. You know, coaching staff, front office, you're drafting, you know. When was the last time Utah Jazz ain't had a big man to roll with? You know, when was the last time they ain't had a big man? Carl Malone? Carlos Boozer? Hmm? Al Jefferson? Hmm? Hmm? You know, Derek Favors, Paul Millsap. Yo, they always kept two right together. So whenever it was time for them to get old and get out, they already had the draft ready. Rudy Gobert, they always got a plan. Donovan Mitchell. I mean, come on. What they do? So what? They sold two? No, they got it from Denver. We got Wancho. Oh, wow. That's tough. Oh, that's tough. Or did they get it from Portland? Because Portland got two picks away just to get up to get Zach Collins. All right, I'm rambling. I'm rambling again. Rambling again. But, like I'm saying, when you Charlotte, you ain't going to get these chances, man. Ain't nobody coming to you in free agency. You ain't going to throw that money. You already could... Because you're too busy, you know, Miami heating. What you doing? Y'all remember that? I mean, I'm saying y'all. I ain't talking to nobody but me. All right. I remember. Miami Heat. Jane Johnson. Tyler Johnson. Boy. Hassan Whiteside. Oh, my gosh. Deion Waiters. Oh, my gosh. Like, the Heat are struggling now. Because y'all did it one time. We've been doing this. They have been doing this forever. 
The Hornets have been doing this forever. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Cody Zeller. Nicholas Batum. And no, I'm not going to blame Bismack on... No, I ain't going to do that. I mean, they had him, him and Noah Vonley, who have... Whatever. But yeah, we Charlotte. I mean, this is Charlotte. Um, and I I literally just spent another five minutes on I I can't... It just keeps happening in which the Hornets aren't even, they're not even bad enough to get that top pick ever. Because if it's if it's not the consensus number one, they're going to mess it up. They're going to they gonna take somebody who they shouldn't. Like, Frank Commit, like, look. I believe that almost all these players that get drafted, especially in the first round, like, they're good. They're good enough to be there. You know, they ain't scrubs. But it's just the system that the Hornets are putting out there, like, offensively, it's just not welcoming for any excitement ever other than Kemba. That's it. It's just Kemba, you know? Whom else? Is there anyone else? Are you going to put anybody on the squad who can do anything exciting? And not only just exciting, I'm talking about, are you going to put anybody out there who can do more than one thing? Who is really good at more than one thing? Can you sign anybody? Can you draft anybody? Can you bring anybody in? Can you give up a first pick for somebody other than Marco Bellinelli? Marco Bellinelli, man. Come on. Come on, man. Eight minutes. Eight more minutes I've spent on the Hornets. And I'm not going to curse. I'm not going to curse. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So, um, I got a story. Me and my girl were uh, talking last night. So, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. It's Ewe. I ain't going to talk about the horn. Not again. Um, it's just me. Uh, so I ain't now, one 
So last night, you know, I was pretty, uh, look, I was very out of character. Very out of character with this draft. Um, draft lottery. So last night, you know what I'm saying? I'm just sitting there. My girl's just looking at me. Looking at me dumb, dumbly. Not, not like she dumb. Like she looking at me with that look. Like she looking at me like, why are you so, what is going on? Right? And I'm just looking at her. I said, you don't, you don't understand. So I, I did one of the most nerdiest things I have ever done. While I'm sitting in sweatpants, commando style, socks and slippers, I get on Google and I go to YouTube and I type in Zion Williamson. And I said, look, just look at him for a minute. And I went to YouTube, um, looked at some highlights. Yep, I did that. I played highlights for my girl so she could understand what was going on. And she was like, wow, he looks pretty good. And I was like, yes. That's what we were all clamoring for last night. We all went for that. And so, and then she said, well, she was like, well, I don't understand draft life. So I was explaining the draft to her. And if you can imagine, you you ever notice how when um, when you go to somebody with a story in your head and you're like, it, it, ooh, check out this funny story. And it's like a funny story to you and only you. And But when you tell it to them, they have this face like, wow, that's sad. That's very troubling. That's a very troubling story. But you can, but when you're telling that story, you can realize what's going on. As I was telling her about how the NBA draft goes and college prospects, um, college basketball and football players, you know, all sports, um, I realized, I mean, I didn't realize because I already knew, but like saying it out loud, Man, the draft. Wow. Why are we drafting? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I was telling, I was like, look, like, if they if they pick Zion Williamson, if they pick Zion Williamson, I don't know, Williamson, I don't know why it's Williamson. If they pick him, they got him under their control for five years. He can't play anywhere else. And then they can sign him to another long-term deal. Now, when I'm saying this to her, her face is just getting very screwed up and I, I was realizing I was like wow why am I using words like control and under contract and she's just like so he can't choose where he wants to go out of high school or college and I'm like uh, no he he can't and then I was like shoot you you know something about that shoot you better shoot, the NBA draft the uh, draft combine coming on next week. And she's like, the combine? What do you, what do you mean? I was like, you know, everybody goes there to work out and uh, show and, you know, do the, they measure them and then they, you know, they check out the workouts and see, take notes on them and stuff like that. See which one they want to draft for the team. And she, 
<laughs> yo, yo, she, yo, she looked at me and she was just like, babe, that sounds like a slave auction. Um, you know, I. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yes. Exactly. Exactly right. That's like when you. So I'm showing her the video, right? So I'm going. So I was like, all right, I got to find some combine, something. I I've, man, since, um, since Chris Johnson was running the 40. I don't think I watched the combine since then, honestly. Um, wow. Chris Johnson, East Carolina. In Hawaii, running down the sideline. That was Hawaii ball, I think. Wow, that was old. That was old. Old. What was I talking about? Um, so I go to the NFL draft. Um, was it the yeah the NFL combine? So I turn that on, and it's the offensive lineman running the forty yard dash, <laughs> and she's just like, "Why is he running?" And I was like, "They just want to see how fast he is." And she's like, "Why is he running in a straight line?" And I was like, "I don't know." And then she's like, "What?" Well, where are his pads? Naturally, I say, I, I don't know. I mean, why wouldn't they have pads on, right? Or is that just a girly thing to say? Because if you wanted to measure how fast someone is, how conditioned they are, how they make their moves, their shuttles, their cuts, their backpedal, their, you know, all that. Wouldn't you want them to have pads on for, like, some realism? Like, the most realistic vibe you can get from them? Should they have pads on? Or would that be even worse? I don't, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, went to that. And then, uh, man, who's that dude? It was on NFL Network. So it's the one from last year. I can't remember his name. Um, but he like the old dude, blind head, small face. Uh, but um, the commentary, so I turned the TV up so she could hear it. And I was just like, look. And she's listening to him talk. No, the, the offensive lineman gets down the stands. Or he's getting ready. You know, he walks up. He's got his name up on the bottom scroll. And, you know, it's like, yeah, coming out of Wyoming. And he's tall. He has long arms. good And, <laughs> and good feet. And then the gun goes off. And he runs. And she's just like, ew. <laughs> why, is, why is he talking about him? <laughs> And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. 
I'm I'm sitting there and I'm kind of embarrassed that, yo, I used to spend my life watching that. I used to spend my like afternoons tuned into the NFL Network watching the combine. I used to do that. Like I used to do that. That was me. I was checking your broad jump. That was me. I was seeing what you was doing with the jump machine. That was me. I, I, I'm ashamed. Just hearing it from her, hearing it, just hearing her talk about it, like logically as an outside observer, you know what I'm saying? Somebody who has no idea about it or the concept. And then I ain't even, I just brought up the Wonderlick test and, you know, some of the questions they asked and she was just, she was blown away. And then I was too blown away that I was just like, wow. And then I was like, hey, this this is why I listen to the shows that I do. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I listen to a uh, Levitar show or I listen to The Right Time with Bo, uh, like, I want to listen or stupidity or many times, eh, not so much. Like, her stuff is like actually like football info. Now, it's good. I can't, I can't deny it's not good, but I don't really fool with it like that. I don't fool with football and that info like that anymore so that just ain't me the info's just not me so but like um count the things I'll fool with that uh like that's why I listen to what I listen to you know Bill Burr 5150 you know Zoe what uh Shaka Shakur like I'm looking at different things Jeff Brown I want to look look at different things. I don't want to consume that those analytics and numbers and like they cool, they cool, you know. But I don't bet, so I don't need that inside info. I mean, I can, I can consume it, but it, it that's not that's just not my interest. Yeah, that draft, it was it was just weird, just weird. You know, all of it <laughs> from the start to the finish, and then just explaining it back to somebody who doesn't understand the concept of sports drafting, and just the hero side of it. It was, it was more. I it was refreshing. You know, it kind of brought me back to where it's like, yo, this is this is idiotic. It's idiotic. It's crazy idiotic. And we care about this stuff so much, man. I'm telling you, we'll lose a friend over this. We will lose a friend over this. Let me tell you. But, um, yeah. What else? Man, I might be petering out or pawling out. Why is it petering out? Why is it? Like, now, petering out. Like, you got Peter from the Bible. You know? You also, whenever you have a bad kick, it's called a Peter, Peter, Peter. And then Peter Piper pick a pepper. Peter's used. Like, Peter, Peter, 
Peter. 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 Peter's a verb, a noun, a name, an adjective, mm. a body part. Pretty multidimensional. I'm, you know what? I'm going to put Peter up there with John. I don't know about you, but I'm putting Peter up there with John. I, I would say Peter is probably the most versatile name on the planet. Most influential? Nah. But Peter can be like all sorts of things. Now, you also got to run her up. I'm just thinking off the top of my head right now. John, right? You got John as a name. And John could also be a toilet. I'm going to the John. So it can be used. Or a John can also be on the flip. Of, you know, somebody who... um. Who out there with them biddies in the city? So a so a John, a John can be an adjective, a noun, a name, a person, um, a type of person. So it's descriptive. Oh wow, I don't know that, but Peter man, <laughs> and the Peter man. Oh wow, so wow, um. Yeah, I think Peter might be the most versatile name. I mean, he was like, all right, so you got Jesus, right? But Jesus has a vert. I'm a Jesus you. Sweet Jesus. Description. Yeah, that's an adjective. No, I'm going to Jesus. No. Boy, that right there tastes like Jesus. Mm, that's still a descriptive, though. Ah, Muhammad? No, that's just a comedy name. And I would not have known that without Superbad. Ain't that crazy? That's a damn shame. <sighs> what else? Oh, I was talking about the lottery. So about the Hornets. <laughs> 